0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle, not Podbean, okay? So if you used to listen to us on Podbean, you're hearing this somewhere else. Make sure you subscribe on either Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Five Reasons YouTube channel, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on plenty of places, okay? So find us on one of those. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Heck... Hit the subscribe button in more than one place. Also, check out fivereasonsports.com. Spell that one out for the latest takeaways on the Dolphins, the Heat, without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors, of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Better Edge, we've been telling you about this one. This is our official fantasy excuse me our official gambling sponsor price picks is our fantasy sponsor this is our gambling sponsor but it's not the gambling that you're used to okay this is peer-to-peer right you're not betting against a book this is not offshore this is not illegal it's legal in the state of florida and 44 other states you basically can find the line you want because you're essentially betting against your friends and friends that you meet there so it's a really cool process uh, Greg does it here. Sean Rochester has been doing it. Tony Schwartz, we got a new show called Setting the Edge every Thursday. We're going to start doing Five Reasons to Bet every Friday. This is on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We're going to be doing it through Better Edge. So go to Better Edge. that's with an O, betteredge.com, backslash five reasons, and you get $20 to bet. And now, tonight's episode.
1: Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yeah. Uh,
0: five on the floor. Ride for
1: my dogs, where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like brothers said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan Got an all band. Y'all seen the block? Stop with one hand. Impact we trust. it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Alright, Ethan Skolnick back on 5 on the Floor. Still working on the podcast equipment, I promise you it'll get fixed by the end of the week. We appreciate you sticking with us. Today's floor plan, we swept the kids away. Yesterday we had the kids fill in, thanks to Alex, Brady, and Gad for doing that. Now the old men are back. The old heads The sunshine pumpers, both of us. Uh, So that's what we're going to give you tonight because we know that that's what everybody thinks of us. And, and look, I went through this a little bit on Twitter. I got Greg Sylvander. I'm Ethan Scully. You can follow me, Ethan J. Scully. on 5 Reasons Sports and Greg at Greg Sylvander. But, essentially, I was putting stuff on Twitter today. And then Barry kind of followed with an article. So we're going to play off of Barry's stuff. Barry is in 65 places at once. Right now the uh, New England Patriots are practicing in South Florida. They're trying to stay away from Barry Jackson because there are 12 Barry Jacksons. Covers every team in town. He does a great job, but we'll get into his article in a second, probably in the second half of this. But I want to just get to some some things that I put on Twitter today, because, look, I've had conversations with the Heat organization. OK, um, you know, one of the advantages of this particular pod is that we try to get you access. OK, and that's from 25 years Okay, of relationships and such. It does not mean then I'm going to carry water for them all the time, okay? I know some people think that. That's not the case. I don't think there were many in town who were harder on them in 16 and 17 for what they did those off seasons. But you give credit where credit is due, okay? And like the likes of Bill Simmons and Justin Termini or Termine, as our friend Sean Rochester calls him, Termite, uh, they may not want to do that because they're Boston guys. But I think that the Heat have deserved and warranted a certain amount of trust with the things that they do. And so I try to at least get their side of what's going on. And basically what I was told was this, and I've said this consistently now for two months, so this is not different, okay? They like their team. It doesn't mean they're not trying to upgrade their team. Of course they are. It doesn't mean they're sleeping. If they turn their phones off, that they're not on WhatsApp or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or any other place that somebody could reach them. They're reaching out to people. People are reaching out to them. They monitor what goes on in the league. They're talking to agents. They're talking to general managers. But I'm going to say this again. What the hell did you want them to do? I'm going to keep coming back to this. You saw the free agent list, everybody. Okay. Even at this late date, PJ Tucker has made more money to leave his team for another team than anybody but Jalen Brunson. That's been the free agent market. Who have the heat missed out on? Okay. So all this like belly aching—they haven't done anything. They let Boston pass them. Yes, Boston made two good trades. Gallinari won't make it till the season. Okay, uh, I like I like Malcolm Brogdon. Our friend Alf's comments aside. Okay, I think they upgraded. Milwaukee's going to be better because they have the best player in the world. Okay, coming back on a mission, and they added Joe Ingles. Okay, and they're going to get Middleton healthy. So credit to them. Okay. Brooklyn didn't lose anybody, and they got better because I, I Joe Harris is coming back. They think healthy, and they've added T, TJ Warren. Nick Claxton has another year. Ben Simmons will integrate in some way. They didn't have him last year. Philadelphia got better by adding PJ. They got another year from Maxi. Harden looks like he's gotten himself in better shape. So, yes, there are four other teams in the East that are damn good, okay? And then right beho- below the heat, you've got Cleveland with Sexton coming back, with Garland and Mobley with more maturity at this point. You've got Atlanta, which added DeJounte Murray. You've got Chicago, which gets Patrick Williams uh, back in the fold this year. and And they had a lot of injuries last year, which is the major reason they fell apart. Okay, those are all quality teams, okay? The East is pretty good, right? I mean, we know Detroit, Orlando aren't going to be very good, right? Okay, and Washington may be okay. The Knicks are kidding themselves, okay? And there's a couple other teams there in the mix. Charlotte doesn't we know the Miles Bridges situation we don't know how that's going to play out right they're probably going to be worse than they were last year so the heat are somewhere kind of in I still think that kind of three to five bracket okay somewhere around there but I just ask everybody this what did you want them to do if they didn't hold out okay to see how the Durant Mitchell situations were playing out he fans would have freaked out why'd you take yourselves out of the room why are you making a trade for a Jay Crowder or a Marcus Morris or something like that and flipping the Duncan Robinson contract and a first round pick for that or you or somebody else. So I, this is the thing, Greg, and I, I, this is not sunshine pumping. I'm not, I'm just looking at this objectively and I'm like, okay, you can be, and I said this on Twitter today, I said, you can be upset at the results. Okay. You'd be upset that they let some other teams pass them, but look, They still have every asset they had before, except P.J. Tucker, who they did not want to extend a third year and hard cap themselves for a guy who's going to be 38, 39 years old at the end of it, okay? Understandable. They wanted him back. They haven't denied that. No conversation I've had with the Heat officials has been like, yeah, we didn't need P.J. Nobody has said that. They all said we wanted P.J. back. We were disappointed he didn't come back. But they needed him to come back on their terms, Okay. But all of these other guys that we're going to talk about in the second half of this episode, Greg, and I'm going to let you jump in on all of them, they're still there. John Collins hasn't been traded. Marcus Morris hasn't been traded, right? Harrison Barnes hasn't been traded. These guys are all still there. The Heat's assets are still the same. So what I was told by somebody prominent in the organization, okay, is we're going to get to training camp with this team, okay? He told me to take a month off. We're, going to, we're not, by the way. We need to sell. I was hands. about to say. We're not. We're not, we're not. We just may have Brady and Alex host more episodes. So we're not <laughs> going anywhere. But, but look, they they, they, they you know, basically said, we're going to take this team to camp. And then we're going to let Spo figure it out. They have the best coach in the world, in my opinion, and in their opinion. He will figure it out. He will see if they have to go bigger with Yurt, or they have to go smaller with Caleb Martin, or maybe it's Jimmy. Maybe it's more shooters. They keep saying to me the same thing. We lost P.J. Tucker. We added Victor Oladipo. They don't look at it like we brought Victor Oladipo back. They're looking at it like we added Victor Oladipo because they're expecting a very different Victor Oladipo. So, yes, they are guard heavy as hell. Okay, we know that the roster is in balance. You think Pat doesn't know that Pat's not aware of this. Pat doesn't like guards. Okay, (laughs) he likes bigs. It's so true. Right. So like this idea, it's just funny to me and I understand it's transaction stuff and it's everybody on Ritalin and all the rest of this. I get it, but it's just like this idea that they're not aware of what the issue is. They know what the issue is. They want to see what this looks like. Okay. But they're going to have more assets to move. They're going to have contracts that are tradable again. Bingo. Right. And so that's the thing. So, and look, they looked at their early season schedule and there are a lot of good teams on it, okay? They open up with a lot of Boston and Toronto and some good Eastern Conference opponents, but the schedule is pretty balanced throughout and they figure they can make up ground if they need to, if they need to make a trade. And I will come back to this again, okay? And then we're going to go to break and I'm going to let Greg handle the second part of this episode. I'll come back to this again. The year they went to the finals, all right? Andre Iguodala and Jay Crowder were not on the team when the season started. They were counting on Justice Winslow, Right? Just, that team looked at the trade deadline, right? Myers Leonard was starting at the five, right? He wasn't part of the playoff rotation. Things change over the course of a season, so you're saying that a team like the Heat that has Andy Ellisberg, that has Pat Riley, that has Adam Simon, that has you know all you know all, you know everything that they have in that front office, Chet camera, that they're not going to be able to evaluate the, and Eric Spolstra, they're not going to be able to evaluate the situation during the season. And say, okay, we're going to go get this guy. And you don't think that somebody's going to be trading a four on expiring contract, or maybe not, or maybe a four who you know just doesn't fit their plans anymore needs a shooter. And look, I happen to be one of those that think Duncan's going to bounce back. Okay, I understand the limitations with him. I get it. They're going to give him a chance to be part of the rotation. I was told that they believe they have ten rotation players. I count Duncan as one of those ten. So he may rebuild his value in the first month or two of the season. I would not be surprised at all if he has a great camp at all. Okay. Does that mean he's part of the long-term plans if he's a player who can't close for you in contending situations? No, it doesn't mean that. But it means I wouldn't count out him being an asset. His contract is not an albatross. Okay. The Hassan Whiteside contract was an albatross. The Deion Waiters contract was an albatross. The Tyler Johnson contract was an albatross. The James Johnson contract was an albatross. And you know what? I criticized them for all four of those, except Hassan. I liked that deal at the time. That was my fault. Yeah. Anyway, if you've got a leak, (laughs) or fire damage, or mold damage, or the schmutz, you need the guts. Reach out to our friend Michael Green State over at Water Cleanup of Florida. That's 954-579-0356. they got more than 60 years of combined experience. Michael, Robert, and their team prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It can even find you power forward. Give them a call at 954-579-0356. Fully licensed, insured, and certified for by the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. Michael's based in Boca but they can—they service the whole area. Our, our people on the network have these water cleanup trucks all over South Florida, okay? So they can service you anywhere. Again, it's 954-579-0356. The website, I never give this out and I should, they got over 75 star reviews on Google. That's more than the restaurant I went to last night. And I can tell you, probably water cleanup's less expensive. WCUFL.com, WCUFL.com, water cleanup of Florida. If you got the schmutz. They got the guts. All right. for no additional charge so learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash miami heat today to get 10% off your first month again that's BetterHelp help com slash miami heat so let's get to it now um brady's our first thing any thoughts greg Am I going to get accused of sunshine pumping?
1: No, I I don't think you are, actually. You've talked me off the ledge, frankly, because initially my thought was like, this is how I guess I approached it initially. And it's through the fan lens where it's like, you have this good of a team. You're so close. You've got a player that's at the height of his powers in Jimmy Butler. I mean, these are things I've said before to not go all in on that is contrary to what you normally would see the Heat do. Like, normally they go all in. But the more that I sit with this, and and this is – I was actually uh, texting with uh, G from Miami Heat Beat about this. Like, if you look at the players out there, and Barry Jackson wrote a great column. Shout out to him because he is everywhere at once and also uh, writes great stuff for the Herald. Um, He kind of laid out the options, and I'll name some of those, maybe throw out a couple others. And we, and I really think we need to like dissect quickly each player and where they stand, where their contract stands. And like, we have to ask ourselves, do we really want to give up what it would take to get those players? And the first one for me, like just right off the bat was Miles Turner. Cause that's a player that everyone keeps mentioning, um, online in terms of like a front court fit. He's on an expiring contract. One, I think there's, Things happening with the Lakers behind the scenes and Russell Westbrook finding his way to a buyout situation that's going to end up with Indiana giving talent to LA. So I think that that's going to happen at some point, but more to the point, Miles Turner's on an expiring contract. He's going to be up for an extension. If you're going to extend Tyler Hero, then you have to extend Miles Turner. You're locking yourself into the team. It's going to cost draft picks to get an expiring Miles Turner for a Duncan Robinson and other pieces. So then you're like essentially betting on that 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 that's it. And I can't tell you for sure that that team's good enough to win it all, and that they're definitively better to completely lock yourself into that team. Then you look at other guys that were mentioned in the article. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. I don't think that you go send a first round pick for him at this juncture in Utah. And you know how many, many picks they want. Jay Crowder. He's definitely not worth worth a first round pick. They were going to get him as a flyer, as a part of another trade that was going to happen before Kevin Durant threw his name out there. Um, And it was going to take essentially very little to acquire Jay Crowder. I think that they're going to circle back to that, by the way, if we're being honest but that's not going to take a first round pick. John Collins, are we? Are you really going to take the draft capital you have, get John Collins, he's on this long-term deal, and then you're essentially locked into that. Yeah, you could flip John Collins, but you may have to then have picks to trade with him as well because it's a big salary for a non-all-star. So the more I look at this, it's a situation where Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, Omer and Bam maybe together – Darius Days, I think, is going to get an opportunity as a two-way player. They're going to see what he can do. I mean, I know that people are going to laugh about it. Haywood Highsmith, he's going to get a shot, and they figure they can make it to December when all of a sudden Dwayne Dedman's contract is all is an expiring that can connect a deal and be connective tissue for a player like Jay Crowder to acquire him without having to give up a draft pick. Like that's where I feel like that they're at, and that's where I buy in. Is that they can make it to December? They can make it to January with what they have. Now at the deadline, if they're a three seed and they're vying for the conference and they look like they it could, they could actually make a run, I think they need to reevaluate whether you sacrifice a pick or two to actually go all in with this group. But you have time, and that's the patience about this. Ethan is that that's what's getting lost, and I think it's okay for fans to get impatient, but find your center. And Riley, we trust is what we've always said. And I think that, like, ultimately, we got to live by that to some degree.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's not like the clock has run out. That's the part I don't understand. Like, okay, if you go through an entire offseason and all these players are gone, right, you've missed out on a great free agent class. This is arguably the worst free agent class in history. And 95% of the players stayed where they were. I mean, all the extensions, Every even DeAndre Ayton. We had all these conversations about how DeAndre Ayton was done in Phoenix and he was sour about the way things ended and they didn't want him back. And he's back there. Nobody left anywhere. I mean, the Knicks extended R.J. Barrett, right? So everybody has gone back to where they were except Jalen Brunson and P.J. Tucker. And and my thing is, like, look, no, nobody – I'm not going to say no – there's immense respect for P.J. Tucker in this network, okay, uh, just across the board. And what, look, I said they should have given up a first-round pick for P.J. Tucker the year before, and people laughed at me, right? He did. He right, did. And, and then he played worthy of that, okay, and what he contributed last year. I love what P.J. Tucker offers, but he's going to be 38, 39 years old at the end of that contract. I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm not saying that you couldn't do it. But I'm saying the consequences of doing it like-
1: Imagine, imagine that they hard cap themselves by giving the full mid-level Ethan, imagine that- they And then hard imagine he themselves. misses
0: 55 games because he finally gets hurt in a way that he can't bully or Spolstra into letting him play. Like I, I just-
1: And they can't I, trade for another guy because they're hard capped for whatever reason. Like Right. It's so just, so th-
0: that that's the thing. It's like, okay, the alternative is what? It, it really what this strikes me as, okay, and, I, and there's, there's somebody in the organization who I respect who said this to me, and, and we're part of the problem here because we're a content machine, right? That's what we are. But there's somebody who said, he said to me, you guys are partially responsible for this. He says because it's like they're just, everybody is unhappy if we don't do anything. He's like, this is one of the best teams we've ever brought back. It's and, true. And, and, and look, I'm if you're, sorry. No, no, but I'm saying if, you, if you're as old as you and I are, and I'm 10 years older than you, but like if, if you're as old and you remember the late 90s, there was a push. My, my good friend, Greg Stoda, who wrote for the Palm Beach Post, every year that the, the Heat lost to the Knicks, okay, he wrote, it's time to break this thing up, okay? And it wasn't until the third straight time, okay? third, And look, they could have lost the first one too. Without the suspensions, they probably would have, okay? They might have lost four straight times to the same damn team. With the same damn core. Okay. And the fourth time when it happened, okay, the third time that they lost, but the fourth that it could have, when they walked off the floor that night, I've had numerous team officials who were still there then who said, we knew when we left that night that that thing was going to change, that this group was not going to be together again. We could not do it again. Some of us felt it was two years too late. Okay. There were other players that they were looking at at that time. There was a Lamar Odom. Well, Mitch Rich, I think Lamar was later. Yeah, Mitch Richmond. Others. There were there were players that they could have made moves for. Okay, Pat's philosophy was we like the core; they embody what the organization's about. We're building this around Zoe and Tim and Mash. Okay, we're gonna add. We're gonna change the backup point guard every year. It's basically what they did. Okay, that's all they did. That's all they Remember did to that team. Terry Mills. Oh, that. Oh, no, well, got a bunch of they added Clarence Weatherspoon, okay, who actually gave them good minutes with the exception of the one shot we don't like to remember. But like they, all they did was they, it was, it was look, it was first it was Eric Murdoch and then it was what? It was, it was Terry Porter, right? At the end of his career, who was good for them. And then it was, and then it was Karate and then it was Anthony Carter. That's all they did. They changed the backup behind Tim. That's it. Okay. They gave a Sean more of a role. And we kept saying, some of us, okay, you're, it's like you're beating your head against the wall, right? This is the definition of insanity. After the third straight time they lost, they were like, okay, we can't do this again. And Pat, I mean, fir- first he went after McGrady and Grand Hill. Thank God he didn't get Grand Hill. Okay, as it turned out. Well, again, no but, tremendous respect for Grand Hill, but he was pretty much cooked as an elite player after that playoff series against the Heat. Okay. So he did so he he couldn't get McGrady. That was the target one. He couldn't get Grand Hill. He gets Eddie Jones. He gets um uh, you know, Brian Grant, he gets Anthony Mason and then Zoe got sick. Okay. And so we never got to see that. We've talked about that as one of the all time, what ifs in, in heat history, but they finally realized, but they're, they're not at the stage. This was not a blow it up off season. We never said it was a blow it up off season. It was a wait and see that somebody becomes available and that you have the assets to get the guy. You, the problem with some of these teams is whether it was the Nets or Utah is that when they're going to move one of these guys, they're not trying to remain competitive They're trying to accumulate picks. The Heat don't have those kind of pick assets and they don't have the kind of players who can get those kind of pick assets. And so you're talking about a maximum of of three picks that you could basically get. We talked about unlocking OKC, all the rest of that. They did it once. They'd have to do it again. They were not in position to do this, but they wanted to keep the option open in case a guy forced his way here, in case. And, And I don't blame them for that because what was lost who did they lose? You know all these guys that you just talked about, Collins, etc. They're still there, right?
1: Amen. Okay, so so no, let this
0: I- let the situation in Atlanta not work out, okay? Because it's clear that Collins and Trey Young don't really click. We've seen that after the last couple of years. We or know Donovan John Collins gets real ugly, you know. Right. Look, that team has expectations to get into the top four in the East. I don't think they are. Okay. So let's see where they are towards the end. They've got other decisions. They got to decide to extend DeAndre Hunter. They've got that. That's a team that's in flux They're Atlanta, to me, looks like one of those teams that for a long time is going to be good, but not good enough. Okay. So are, are they going to lock themselves into John Collins long-term with Trey and DeJounte Murray and, and and DeAndre Hunter? Is that a championship team? No, it's probably a four to six seed in the East, okay? It's probably your max out. Like a couple of years ago, you catch a couple of breaks and you went around or two. So anyway, I've gone on a lot tonight. This was a formless episode. I'm just calling this episode, what the hell did you want them to do? Okay? I let people come at me on that. I'm not carrying water for the organization. Trust me. If they're getting bludgeoned on the boards and they don't do anything about it because they don't want to go into the tax or any of that sort of stuff, you're going to hear it on this podcast, okay, from both of us. Amen. Right. But right now, okay, they kept themselves in the game for Kevin Durant. Duh. Sue him. What did you want them to do? I I don't understand it. The fact that KD is mercurial, okay, and is a diva and all that, that's not their problem. He's an otherworldly talent, and I can tell you to close this, okay? I'm sorry to let Greg go enough today. You can have the floor tomorrow. No, you're killing it. No, but oh, I'm just no, saying When like, you're
1: on a hot streak, The I'm a point guard by nature. You keep feeding the rock to the hot player. I don't need to take no shots. I'm not Ricky Davis. He had, I heard Brady
0: say he had spot-up shooters yesterday. I I I think Alex likes to dribble six times when he gets the ball. There's a little more Dion in it. I'll just say this. If they had hard-capped themselves with P.J. Tucker and couldn't get Kevin Durant and he ended up getting traded to, say, Phoenix as a result of it, all right, you would have had Pat's head on a platter. So enough. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.